Welcome to Was It Good? I am Ravi, joined by only Arjuna this time because Krishna is somewhere else. We fired him. Yeah, you can do that on these things. We're also joined by Mr. Michael in our producer's chair. Hello. Today on Was It Good, we are going to be discussing the newest episode of What If, where, you know, what if Killmonger saved Tony Stark? Spoiler, bad things. And then also the Beard episode of Ted Lasso. Coach Beard has a centric episode where he does stuff, a lot of stuff. And then we're going to close it out with a little bit of discussion on that terrible Apple keynote event where they introduced the new iPhone 13. And then also that Hawkeye trailer. Not hot guy. Hot Hawk, guy. Hawk guy. Yes, the hot guy. The hot guy. The hot guy. But as far as I'm going to start things first by asking our junior question. And then we're going to change the order here. So let's just talk about the Apple keynote. Arjuna, why the fuck did you order the iPhone 13? You have an iPhone 12, you psycho. I liked the blue. Really? Is that the only reason? No, I just wanted to upgrade the phone. But why? You're paying outright for this fucking thing. Yeah, but, I, you know, the phone is, like, such a, a vital thing that you use every single day. And it was just, like, wanted to upgrade it. My for that cinematic my, mode? No, it just honestly felt like my phone was, like, getting slow and, and whatnot. So I was just like, I'll just upgrade it to the next one. Do you think maybe it's very possible that they maybe throttled my phone? Well, there's that whole <laughs> throttling thing. But there's also, like, the possibility maybe your perception of the phone's speed has changed because you're on it too much. Maybe. So maybe instead you should just get rid of maybe you should just get rid of of using your You phone. know, a smartphone is like the new house, you know? Like you just have to get one. That's very true. And if you don't, you're behind. And uh, you know, then what was the point of going to college and spending $60,000? That's very very true. If you don't spend $2,000 on a new phone. That's wonderful, I guess, Arjuna. You wasted your time in college like many of us did. You know, college is such a, you know, instrumental four years of your life. Yeah, you drugs, get, partying. Yep. You get pushed into the propaganda machine, you know. Your brother texts you from California and is like, hey, man, <laughs> you need these Apple products. Play Grand Theft Auto with me. It's 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm like... For me, and it's only 10 for you. I'm like, I need to sleep. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. Oh, man. Uh, but think, yeah, speak along those same lines. Obviously, we got the newest episode of Ted Lasso and, and What If. It's pronounced uh, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Uh, which one do you want to talk first? Killmonger and Stark or Beard's Adventure and Ted Lasso? Let's do Beard's Adventure. It was uh, longer. It was a lot longer, but that's been the case for the last, what you said, three, three episodes yeah, now? This, this episode and the two before. Two yeah, before. The, the last two episodes being where Doc gets hit. Um, they also play Man Man City. They lose to Man City. Yep. Um, uh, what's his name? Jamie punches his dad in the face. Beard pushes his dad out. And then, is it Rebecca, the owner of the club? And... What's his name? Uh, no, not Leslie. The, the the one on the dating app. The player. Uh, I want to say Steve for some reason. No, it's not Steve. It's not Isaiah. Let me look it up real quick. Anyway, so he's dating Rebecca now, so that was some, some bizarreness. Well, we don't know if they're dating. They just hooked up. They're having sex. It doesn't mean you're dating. No, That's true, actually. You know, like, there's a lot of people That's that have sex with people. They're not dating. Oh, <laughs> Arjuna, there's a lot of people out there that are having sex. 
Unprotected sex. Uh, what? Uh, but was it good? Sam. <laughs> Sam. There we go. Steve, Sam, you see what I did there. Uh, so we don't know if they're dating. But in this episode, it takes place immediately after the last episode where uh, Ted says, or Beard says to Ted, he's going to go back on the tube on the underground, take the train, and kind of just sit there and stare at little kids who are Man City fans. And then his night kind of goes wild because what does he do? He goes to a bar and he meets up with the um, Richmond, uh, the trio of the super rich, fans. The, the core Richmond fan base, the three fans. Uh, I, I mean, I, right off the bat, yep. I think what we talked earlier in the season, I kind of missed those characters and the flavor that they gave the town of Richmond that they were in. So it was actually kind of nice to have a an episode with them in it. Uh, and they were kind of co-stars in a lot of way. I like that one of the um, when they go and fi- find Beard in the bar and they yeah. sit down and talk with him. He's the like, three you, questions. He's the three questions, and the questions are about Ted and what kind of person he is, about Vegas, and then the third question is about the the idea of like existence <laughs> and what it all means. And he, s- he says, "Life is a simulation." Yeah, life which is which I've been actually saying for quite a few weeks on this podcast. You've only been saying that because it's, for some reason, taking a recent uptick. Could be because of the recent Matrix trailer drop. Or it could be because the simulation is falling apart. Who knows? I think we're all noticing it. Really? That's why it's entering the, you know. The the human consciousness. The zeitgeist. Yeah. You know, that's actually random tangent. No, random thought here. But uh, the idea of that human beings are connected kind of speaks to why sometimes an idea in America will show up around the same time as like an idea in Russia, whether that be like a piece of creative like yeah, art I mean, it's true. or film or whatever. Yeah. It's because at some point we are all connected to some kind of bizarre spectrum that I can't explain. It also is like why I think like the idea of, you know, anti-vaxxers and all that fun stuff gets connected because they're all at some weird messed up wavelength. Anywho, so are you saying that Coach Beard is an anti-vaxxer? No, Coach Beard is very big into drugs. Yeah, that's true. And drinking and partying and club sin. He, you know, he drinks very heavily in this episode, but he never shows any outward signs of being drunk. I mean, when he's tired. Well, I guess that's post-drunk. He still, he doesn't, there's never any part where he is slurring his words, you know, not unstable on his feet. And you know we had a we had a conversation before the show where we talked about the surrealism of mm-hmm. the episode, right? The the bloom the moon being the moon blue. gigantic, right? The 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 order of events and kind of how they occur and, and certain aspects of of the episode, specifically with his girlfriend slash ex girlfriend being in the same spot all night, the you know, running into the woman and then the well, sewing of the pants. Let's back back up know. real quick. So the girlfriend, Beard's girlfriend, who yeah. is a chess master, Jane is Jane. her name. Jane is her name. Um, I was confused when you guys were taught. You and Lerman were talking about her being at the same club all night. So she sends him a picture early in the night with that cross. Right. So when he's at her. when he first enters the Richmond bar or the pub, yeah. Which one would theorize that he probably got to that pub around. Let's say nine o'clock, eight, nine sure. o'clock. So let's say she's at the club at eight or nine. Yep. And then he meets up with her at that same club probably at two AM. It's like I, I would 6 say like, it's like the next day. It's because you think about it, right? He's there at Richmond for a while. We at the Lots Richmond bar because there's a whole table full of beers. It's it like at least 
They close it down. It's 11. They mentioned, like, a bar pubs here close at 11.30, right? Right. So, no it closes at 11.30. And then from there, they then attempt to get into the exclusive club, which they then do. He's there for a bit of time, really just a half a beer, because mm-hmm. then he chases the woman with the with the pants for a while. The woman in red, right? The woman in red that then fixes his pants. Then he obviously runs from that guy. He's running from that guy for a while. Then he gets into the fight with Jamie's dad and his friend. Right. Again, another surreal moment for them just to kind of appear. You have this weird fight. It's starting to get really dark when they pick up the lead pipe, and they're like, oh, my God, are they going to Are they gonna end up like killing hospitalize him, him yeah. or kill him? And then, again, another surreal part, the big, beefy... Uh, uh, Sahara called him like bro dude deep voice Roy Kent yeah you know shows up and saves him somehow chased him seemingly found, found, found him, him yeah. and he found him you know a great distance right it seems like he'd been traveling for a while to get there at least um, was he yeah because he was on a bus he was on a bus he was on the red bus he gets, he gets the phone by the way the cleanest bus I've seen ever yeah and most empty bus ever. Yeah. And then he sees the phone. He has 72 missed phone calls from Jane. He has a crap ton of missed texts. The phone dies. But we know Oh, did anyone catch the time? I did not catch Because the, the phone time. would have had the time, had the time roughly. Stamp on there. Yeah. It might not have. Uh, yeah, I can't possible. remember the top, but I'd have to see the frame again. And then he's walking. Because remember, he can't get on a bus. He has no phone. He is picked up by the limo. Well, he goes to the hotel first. That's right. No. Then he's continuing to walk. He gets all the way back to like the edge of Richmond. That's when he gets picked up by the limo. Goes. Breaks the key to his ha- his home. Then right. he goes to that church, sees it, goes inside, prays. Then he goes to the weird Under- club. Well, yeah. A club that has... A, I mean, a church that has a club underground. A church that has crazy. a club. You see the two commentators that he keeps hallucinating, having the extended conversation on commentary on him. He has the really weird hula hoop where he's like barely moving, but the hoop's going around him, and it's almost like sci-fi esque because it's just like spinning. Like he even right. like lifts his wrist up, and it's just perfectly kind of going around. And then he has this weird dance with Jane, and and everything, and everything is great. And everything is great. It's a it's a bizarre episode. It's a great. I think it's my. By, I was telling you earlier. I think it's my favorite episode, like of t- television, because it's just it is so random and just kind of yeah. out there. And yes, it does the typical TV thing where you know when he was being beat up by Jamie uh, Jamie's you know father and friends. Yeah. I was like, oh, and there's the you know conveniently placed crowbar or bar or whatever, right? Like the whole episode is filled with just convenience sure but it's still like it's fun and it's goofy and it's also cool because we get to see more of like beard in the world right right? and i think the big piece right with the commentary is we're learning more about beard who he is because obviously i think the 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 thing that we're gearing up to in ted lasso is that something is gonna there's gonna be a big turning point coming obviously where either it's beard screaming in ted's face I mean, we saw Beard scream at Ted before in season one where he said, you know, I'm sick and tired of losing. That's just selfish. He takes losing quite difficult. Yeah, I mean, this shows it too. Yeah, so, I mean, I think with this episode and then also what they've done with Nate the Great in terms of just kind of showing his, you know, his line of thinking and how he's not necessarily aligned completely with Ted. Right. um, 
they're they're clearly they're they're setting up there to be at least from the start like um tension within the coaching staff and yeah. then potentially that will go further on will we see that tension carry on to the players will we see that kind of carry on to the front office staff of Keeley and and um like a civil war well it's just you know like the first season was all about Ted proving like even though he was a joke hire he could work as a coach and it almost feels like this season now it's like here are the reasons why he actually can't be a football coach right right it like he, the 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 shtick doesn't work the lack of knowledge on the sport doesn't work et cetera, et cetera. Like that, it, I think we all kind of assumed like the way they ended season one, it was going to be this great redemption story of he gets the club over the hump and everything. But yeah. I almost think it's like, no, I, I think they're actually going to show him fail and be a little bit more like realistic with who he is as a coach. Like, right. Th- there's no American football coach. that's going to come and coach a premier league team and they're going to win. Um, so it, it's interesting. I think, yeah, I think here's a random question, though. Like, can Ted Lasso be Ted Lasso if there is no Ted Lasso? So they've obviously they've done a good job yeah. of, like, building all these other characters, making you care about these characters, like Roy Kent, like Beard, um, the three, you know, super fans. Is there, if you remove, because this episode, the only Ted we got was in the very beginning when he says to Beard, be yep. careful, and then no more Ted. Right. Is the show still interesting if there is no Ted? I, I mean, I, I think not for a great distance, but I think what this is, pr- what this episode, this, you know, quote unquote bottle episode does, right? Where it focuses on one evening. individual character and yeah. one evening is it's, it's building up the motivation and, you know, fleshing out the coach of beard for something greater within the greater story and scheme that obviously focuses on Ted. Um, our producer brings up the fact that obviously in the last episode, we got the big revelation that Ted's dad committed suicide, right? Um, and, and died at a, when he was a, a young age. He brings up Beard is spiraling. What happens if Ted does lose, you know, the guy he came to this this team with, right? Like, it was a very dark tone at the end, and it's something I thought about, too. It's like, oh, my God, are they going to, like, kill off Beard? Or, like, is he going to, like, leave him in some way? You know, I think... I think it, what, it's interesting. I think what this episode has shown and done, because... He doesn't want to talk about losing in the game and everything, but obviously subconsciously it's a big issue for him. Right. I think what we're going to see, especially now that Jane, you know, quote, loves him. Right. I'm wondering if he does step away for like a minute or right. a bit, and then, yeah, we're going to see something happen with Ted and, you know, the rest of the coaching I staff. Think this, I think this season is going to end with Ted at his lowest point, right? They, yeah. Th- th- that's, it seems like that's where they're gearing that towards, and... I think I said it earlier in the season, like maybe he's going to end up being fired, right, or or something like that type. I don't know if he's going to be fired or he's just going to be at his lowest point emotionally or something, but that's the way that the show is gearing up, and then I think season three is going to bring him back to some type of high, right, whether that be all the way to, like, Richmond is back in the Premier League and they win it all, or if it's him back coaching or if it's back him in America, but they've – they did it more subtly in season one where he really lost his wife. You know, he had to come to the acceptance of losing his kid. And I think they, I don't want to say they like tricked us, but I think they were able to use our expectations of him being a positive guy. Of Like everything's in a good spot now, but now it's like, we're peeling back the layers of like, is it really though? Like 
this man is not in a good place, and it's starting to affect a lot of things. Is the next episode going to be about Sam and Rebecca, you think? I think it's going to be part of it. Um, so on Apple TV, they when you look at the episode page, right, they always show the next episode yep. with like a little description and a thumbnail. It's called uh, what, No Weddings and a Funeral? Yeah, so spoiler alert for those who don't want to be spoiled on the next episode of Ted Lasso, but it, it has a thumbnail of Rebecca in black mm-hmm. with, I think, Roy and Keely behind her. I think the description says, like, Rebecca deals with an unexpected loss. My theory, my insane theory, it's her ex-husband. I was thinking either ex-husband or maybe one of her parents because her mom was in the episode. That seemed to be something. So that might be something that also motivates her in some way. And they're also of older age, I assume. So, But her husband, her ex-husband might make sense. That might be her something that I, affects her. It's but, her then I w- but then, like, they're in such a bad relationship. Would she actually go to the funeral for him? I don't know. Well, I mean, out of respect. Remember, she's always played the role of like being the bigger, like being right. the adult in that sure. you know relationship. That's always been her role. So I would, I would imagine that she would, she would do that and show up at that funeral. And yeah. I would also imagine like Keely and Roy going, they're going as supportive support for her. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised he hasn't played more into the season because, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe season one near the end he had impregnated his like younger. Yep. Girlfriend also named Rebecca, and she he also gave her some kind of board access or something to the club. Yeah, something like, like like that. he had passed some kind of shares or access, and it hasn't come up at all since. So, um, wow, uh, that's Lerman, dark. Lerman, our producer on our outline, just threw in Dubai Air kills Sam. Wow, no, <laughs> so dark. That's yeah, because Dubai Air finds out he's dead. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Could you imagine? Um, actually, no. Speaking back to that. I wonder if this funeral that they're attending, if it is, let's say it is something to do with the ex-husband, yeah. and then let's say somehow she's going to like lose control or lose some kind of financial control yeah. of the club. I would imagine Dubai Air, we're not done with Dubai Air. They're coming back in some way, and I think that's going to be the thing that will ultimately break up Sam and Rebecca. I don't think that's a relationship that's going to last, because Sam has also shown that he's going to do He's basically going to do whatever his dad says, um, which isn't a bad thing because his dad, from what we've seen, isn't, like, leading him astray or having him do anything that's necessarily negative. Like, right. stopping, like, Dubai Air and, and the drilling and all that fun stuff, you know, that's it's a good cause. But I think that's definitely going to be, like, a – again, it may not be because of whatever funeral, but I think that is going to be the thing that, you know, will make us see those two kind of, like, break up. Yeah, I wonder if she's going to make a decision to, like, reverse and, like, bring them back as a sponsor. And then, you know, that's going to obviously be harmful to Sam. And he's going to leave the club and, like, leave Rebecca or something. Or, obviously, their relationship is secret. And someone's going to find out. And that will obviously be I don't know how you keep a relationship secret like that when you have... They're both high-profile individuals. Yeah, like... That's what, like... I, I was really confused in the episode before when he, like, lingers in her doorway. I'm like... She's an owner of a football club. You're a football player. Like, paparazzi would, like, you're just standing there. Yeah, and they're also, like, kiss in front of the house, too. Like, so how is it a fucking secret? I don't know. It's it's Also, also like, showing, um, like, I've been to England recently. Yeah. And, you know, this was all pre-COVID, obviously. The streets of London, 
yes, they get a little bit empty around like twelve one o'clock, but they're not that empty. Like, well, they're in Richmond, right? So sure, Richmond's I guess. Supposed yeah, to be a little, little dinky town. Well, not dinky town, but it's a little. You know, it's not London. It's like the it's like it's in between Milton Keynes and London. Yeah, it's not like it's not. It's did I tell you I'm going? I'm going in December to where? England. No, I didn't know. Oh yeah, I'm going to England in December for a couple like a week and a bit. Nice. Uh, We are gonna drop by Richmond though. Okay, nice. Uh, If I've did my math correct, no, I think the show will be done by then. Yeah, yeah, definitely be done. Done in uh, October. Yeah, Yeah, it should be done October. But don't worry, I will go by the stadium and. And you take know, there's pictures. not. A, yeah, you know, Richmond's not a real club, right? Yeah, no, but there is a club. It's the Richmond Rugby Club. Yeah, but there's no soccer or football. Also, it, I don't. They showed like a someone tweeted out a one of the creators tweeted out like when they shoot the soccer scenes. It's like a regular. It's like a. It's high like a run, yeah, it's a high school like. Field. And then they like green screen the into all the sides yeah. and everything. Yep. Everything. Because I think someone tweeted out like the Jamie Tart kick. Yep. which is real. Like he actually kicked that. Oh wow! Himself, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, Do you think they've got like on-site like soccer supervisors? So they interviewed the actor that plays like Danny Rojas, mm-hmm. and he talked about the audition process. And it's like when they auditioned, they had to actually kick a soccer. They ball? actually had to do some soccer stuff and be familiar with soccer and be able to play because they didn't want it to look yeah they want fake, which is weird. Like, oh, we don't want the soccer to look super fake, but by the way, we're only going to show in a season in total. Three minutes of soccer. Well, I feel like season one showed way more soccer. Tons more. Season two, Tons right? more. Yeah, like the first season primarily took place at the Richmond Club. At the pitch, right? Yeah, this one is taking primarily, takes place primarily like away. all over the place. Yeah. Like we've been everywhere based on where these characters are. Like yeah. we've been in Keeley's house a shit ton. Right. We've been at the school a bunch. Um, like Keely, or, uh, Roy Kent's niece's right. school. We've been in the offices way more we've than been, the locker room. Yeah, like it felt like the locker room was like a central part of season one, and this one, it, it feels like the the offices is way more important instead of the yeah. locker room. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, again, I we talked about this in the last pod that you know COVID has definitely played its part uh, in terms of how they can do production where they're shooting all that stuff, and I think unfortunately, like I think as well. The soccer, I mean, I guess you could do the soccer scenes in a COVID-protected way because it's outdoors, and you could just green screen in the audience and everything. I don't know why they haven't done that. Sorry, my my beard is itchy. That's great. You just, like, go right into the mic, give them the ASMR, you know? Yeah, there you go. Uh, Real quick, did you like the episode? Was it good to you, or did you? did you, you have any issues with the episode? Uh, wait, hold on, hold on. Let me rephrase that because I don't want to be here forever. Give me your two most two things that irritated you the most about the episode. There we go. I thought the pacing was a bit off for the episode, but maybe that feeds into the surrealism of of like what they were trying to go for. It felt like some parts were really dragged and they were a bit slower, um, while other parts just kind of breezed through. Um, it. You know, it, it was of the three episodes that have been in the 45, 50 minute range, this one felt the longest uh, of the three. So it's negative to you or positive? That was, it's a bit of a negative, just like it didn't do you have d- other it things to do. It didn't. Det- <laughs> no, not necessarily. But it just it didn't it didn't like completely detract from the episode. But I definitely it was noticeable. Gotcha. Like the And I think also that plays into this was an episode that was about one character versus like 
other episodes obviously focus on multiple characters. It helps the show move a bit, while this was just the one character and the one guy. And, you know, I felt like they didn't necessarily nail what they were trying to say with Beard. Like, it, it felt a little too artsy. Like, you know, with the whole key thing falling. It felt like a student film in some K- parts. Kind of, right? Yeah. Like, they, they were trying to throw in some imagery with the moon Did you ever Did you ever get everything. a Doctor Who vibe from it? So, I got, like, I, I, I even said to, like, Lauren when we were watching it, when the three fans are in the underground thing and going up the tunnel, I was like, this feels like Doctor Who. It felt Who. sci-fi. I was like, what yeah. the fuck is happening? Yeah, this, I was like, this yeah. feels very, very sci-fi, very, very yeah. Doctor Who. I thought there was uh, going to be cool. some weird twist, and then... I was expecting the whole episode, like, and now he wakes up, or, you know, he's in the hospital. Or, or they'll play back certain parts of the episode, and it's like, yeah. he was never with the three fans. Yeah, like, that's that's what I was expecting, but yeah. that never happened. Yep. And so I think that's also what threw me for the episode. And that was a weird noise. But, I mean, ultimately, to answer your, for your first question, yeah. I did like the episode. I did think it was good. Um I think the season has, like, slowly, continuously, like, chugged some momentum and gotten better. And I think, like, as we look at the season as a whole, there's maybe some type of journey that they're trying to say, specifically with, like, Ted through all of these other characters and what's kind of going on around him. Um, So Michael is saying the moon is a reference to Moonstruck the movie. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, it's a mora. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. Nick Cage's line? No, it's this one. Oh. Nick Cage is the one. Oh, interesting. Nick Cage is the one that says that. It's like, uh, it's like there's a big giant moon and tell us how, how the big moon is the Interesting. So any anytime the Ted Lasso references love, they pull it from other movies. Interesting. Let's just pull it from Love Actually. Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, speaking of Love Actually, the love... Well, did you like the episode? Oh, yeah. I already said I loved the episode. I was it good? It was definitely good. It well, was wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It was a fun episode. Now, things that were bad. Let's move into What If. Marvel's Ooh. What If. This one, this episode of What If, we got again more Jeffrey Wright uh, talking, which is always a positive. Well, he talks in all the episodes. Right, but he talked more in this episode. No, I mean it's about the same. Well, he had no, no, he had more. He talked more in like the Doctor. Strange you know what episode. it? You know what it was? It was when we saw we Strange. saw more of him like fully as opposed to like his silhouette. Yeah, or like him like cross faded into the. I sky. mean, the episode he's done the most in is a strange episode. Oh, of so course, because he had the combo with him directly. Right, right. Um, who didn't have good combos though in this one was Tony Stark. The fake, fake Tony Stark? The fake, to- the Walmart version of Tony Stark. He was a bit nasally. <laughs> he was very nasally. Um, <laughs> he wasn't horrible, though. No, not at all. I, but I, he fooled me for the first two seconds. Yeah. I was like, oh, uh, uh, no. <laughs> we also got Ten Rings, because yep. obviously the Ten Rings is this, the group that, you know, captures Tony in, in Afghanistan. In the first Iron Man, yeah. But uh, they have to re- one. It made me think, like, in the MCU, they eventually have to retcon that or explain that in some way, shape, or form of, the Ten Rings just was decided to get hired by Obadiah to kill Tony, or was that part of like Wenwu's plan or, or something? Like, I'm sure that will be explained in some way, especially because no. <laughs> no, especially because in the, the, the stinger of Shang-Chi, they said specifically the Ten Rings will return. So, like, 
the Ten Rings is an organization that will continue to go on in the MCU. Yeah, so as Shang-Chi showed us, the Ten Rings is now a cool club. Yeah, but they still that does I, club music. But, but I still think you know that there is some like what it, what would you do that what would you how like Shang Chi Shang Chi two comes out and the Ten Rings is only purpose because like they set up like dance clubs and that's it. For some reason, they have like uh, guns and everything and all that fun stuff, but. They just do like music or promotional events, and that's that's <laughs> it. That's their whole purpose. Because again, it's a Disney movie. Can't have real like evil corporations. Uh, Michael asked, "Wouldn't it be while he was raising his family?" Uh, probably not. We know Shang was seven when his mom died, and he had the 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 ten rings reinstated shortly after that. We know, based off of the movie time. Sean was born sometime between 97 and 98 slash 99. So that would slash be 2006, the latest. And yeah. Iron Man takes place in 2008, which so. is when it came out, 2008. So, well, they just came, they've come back. They've been around for two years. So well, I, I feel I, like I, when Wu, I, I feel like when Wu, they never really went away. That's my that's well, my, the other that's thing my too, hot take. The other thing with he the never t- really. But hold on, the other <laughs> thing with like the Ten Rings and like any evil corporation or sure. you know movie or real life, there's you know the person at the top, but then there's usually generals and other sure. people, and then they'll do spinoffs. So it's yeah. very possible that even if it wasn't fully back or aligned or whatever, sure. the Ten Rings. Yeah, but they still just using that. the name. They still got like there's still got to be some explanation. There'll be, Junior, there'll be an explanation in that video game that's not connected, and that's all. Oh, uh, Thor. Yeah, Thor the game. Well, but there's we have a Thor game, Spider-Man Two, Guardians, Wolverine, Wolverine. Guardians. Yeah, a whole yeah, bunch a lot of games stuff. coming out. Uh, but this what if episode, right? We see Killmonger save Tony, and then you know pull off the most elaborate plan, I think. Ever where everything has to go one hundred percent accurately, um, like in ter- like we were talking about you know in Ted Lasso that it just it, Ted Lasso seemed like you know things are just happening for the sake of things need to happen that way. Yeah. This episode definitely showed like with, for Killmonger's plan to work, everything had to go like exactly perfect. Like especially like with Rhodes being at the the location with uh, Claw, sure. Black Panther showing up, like all of it had to work just perfectly. But that's like the MCU in general, though. Yeah. It's all very much, like even look at Infinity War for like it to, to all go that way, you know? You had all these little MacGuffins and little things that had to happen. Certain things Thanos have to, to be win. said. You yeah. know, like, oh, Thor. Did yeah, Thanos win? Going for the, well, he did initially. Yeah, but then they retconned it. <laughs> and the TVA didn't step in and they... Well, the TVA time. isn't real. So. Or is it? No. Trinium. <laughs> no, no. What's going to happen, Arjun, you see, is um, Kevin Feige is going to one day wake up and be like, you know, fuck Disney Plus. I hate that shit. <laughs> and then everything that's happened doesn't happen. I don't know. There seems like there's like a billion Disney Marvel Disney Plus shows coming. So I'm trying to get my Disney Plus Marvel show accepted. Uh, where basically um, we get this podcast in the MCU, and all we have to do is just when will distribute the, it. There. When will the MCU uh, dive into like dramatized podcasts that are part of the MCU? Canon? Well, so uh, I mean, I don't think it'll ever be <laughs> part of the MCU canon because that's just not what they do. That's not their medium. But there sure. are tons of like dramatized well, podcasts like, right around Marvel. Well, and then even just like other like Doctor Who, for example. 
they're known for their big finish audio dramas, which are canon. They're like huge parts of Doctor Who. Oh yeah, that well are, that's like, because Doctor Who came out back in the time of. You know, in radio like the peak of too. rain, so yeah. ra- rain, radio. Rain. So it kind of makes sense. Well, and there. then it was off the it was off TV after thirty years, and that's when it like really like yeah. the radio dramas yeah. really picked up. I can't imagine the MCU being an audio formatted like setup that somebody like a fan base would get into. You could just have them all grunting when they fight, like you know what isn't a really interesting and fascinating um way to like consume content is like the audiobooks for star wars because they add in like orchestral music yeah insane sound effects yeah like it's ridiculously good and obviously it's not a podcast it's someone reading a book to you right an audio but like yeah. they do a really really good job with it i mean i i, I would be it'd be cur- it'd be cur- a curious thing if they did like a podcast Look, we know Disney. We know Disney wants to take over the world, right? But within Disney, Marvel also wants to take over the world with Marvel content specifically. So, I bet they will try someday. <laughs> slow down. A slow down. So, what things? What did you have any issues with this episode? Obviously, my big one is just everything seemed like to fall into place. Sure. Um, I was. I just thought actually it was just kind of uninteresting. It felt uninteresting, and I like it's weird to say like it's. I want to say, like, unnecessary, but then again, like, all of what if is kind of unnecessary. Unnecessary. Well, but here's the thing, right? Like, and this is, and we talked about this with the first episode with uh, Captain Carter. You took, some, you took something that's interesting, right? You, like, made her the super soldier, but it's just the first Avenger. Yeah. Again, right? You yeah. don't really change the character very much. You just kind of, you kind of gender swapped, and that was it. Yep. And it was kind of similar to this. You, you took a... You took Michael B. Jordan and Killmonger, who's super interesting, but you didn't change the character at all. You just had him do what he does in Black Panther earlier. Yeah. And you see some of the consequences of that. And, like, I think once you get over the initial, like, oh, my God, he killed Tony. Oh, my God, he killed he killed Rhodes. You know, oh, my Black God, he killed, he killed T'Challa, right? Yep. Once you get past that, you're like, oh, this is just Black Panther, which is a good movie. You know, it's an enjoyable movie, and, like, Michael B. Jordan's great in that. But it just almost feels like they wasted bringing back Michael B. Jordan in this because, you know, what I've liked about the what if stuff is pushing these characters into new territory based off of what they've done, right? And and how that changes them. So, well, like, so then in your favorite episode yeah. is the Doctor Strange episode, right. right? And you really liked the, you know, Strange being kind of pushed to evil right. and, and all that type of stuff. And we saw that change of like, this is the guy that can do something. You didn't see that with Killmonger. You did see it with another character, though. Pepper Potts. This is basically, like, full offense to Gwyneth Paltrow, but um, this is the best version of Pepper Potts that the MCU has put out. Granted, this is the only, this is the second version of Pepper Potts, but, like, what I saw with this Pepper Potts, way more fucking interesting than what we've seen in the movies. But I don't think, uh, and so here's here's my counter-argument. Okay. I think that's performance-based. That's not (laughs) story-based. You know what I'm saying? Hundred <laughs> percent right. Like, like she, she's still. I would that say. I would still say she does similar. Like she would do similar. She actions. and Gwyneth Paltrow did not voice this one. No, I don't think so. It was. Uh, she probably doesn't know if this show exists. <coughs> she doesn't know how many Iron Man or you know Spider Man <coughs> or MCU. How many of the MCU like actors has she like come across outside of the MCU and has acted like this is the first time she's? She did the same L. Jackson. <laughs> they were at like the Avengers. Oh my God, Sam! Sam's here. They're in Iron Man two together. 
I don't get <laughs> what is she what is she oh sniffing her God. own like candles again? It's it's hilarious. It's so weird. Wow. I don't understand. Is she just so consumed with her own life? She's got to be consumed with her own life, right? I, to I this, guess so I don't know. It's bizarre. Anyway, I would say Pepper Potts was more interesting in this. I think it was also kind of cool to see. Um, how do you say the the sister's name? Black Panther's sister. Uh, name? Shuri. Shuri. It was interesting to see her young Shuri. Young Very Shuri. young, because this yeah. is two thousand eight. It's not two thousand eighteen or or two thousand sixteen. Um, yeah, how does it Killmonger looks the exact same? So that was a big internet complaint of like, why? Because Killmonger is probably like nineteen twenty at this time. Yeah, because we know from Black Panther, like that's when he served young in Afghanistan and Iraq. Right. And it's like, what? <laughs> yeah, he looked he, the same age. He also had as many kill count as what he had in Black yeah. Panther. Yeah. yeah. What? Also, I, what if for the most part? has done a good job at the beginning of each episode specifically diving into, like, what the difference is, right? So what if when Hank Pym went to the quantum round to get his dead wife, she was a zombie, right? That Then we know that's what the zombie thing happens. This one is, like, what if Killmonger saves Tony? But they don't really explain, like, what put Killmonger there. They're like, yeah. oh, it's the plan, but then yeah. it's like, what? So the... the the actual divergence in the timeline is further back to put him there to find out about that information, yep. put him in there. And that's what I didn't like about this episode. It reminds me of episode three when like Hank Pym kills the Avengers and it was all because like hope died years before. So it's like, well, like this yeah. one, I guess the, I guess the only context we have is that we know that Killmonger served in Afghanistan. Right. Tony's in Afghanistan. Right. But again, it, 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 to your point, like, and I guess we don't know, in detail his plans in like Black Panther, like why sure. did he do X, Y, and Z to get there? Right. So if you're copying that, but then again to your point, like it's always why what, are you copying it's that? supposed to be like the way I've always viewed what if and I feel like they've done for most of these episodes, it's like one small crucial change. detail. Yeah. And then you see the butterfly effect, right? Yeah. This one seems like a bunch of details. <laughs> yeah, because like, to, he like knew, manipulate he, yeah, to get to He the knew about Obadiah's plan. Right. Like how did he know that? Why would he know he that? He said he uncovered the Ten Rings, yeah. right? But it's like, how did he do that? They don't really yeah. explain any of that. And and that's what that's what I I've I've disliked about the show. It hasn't been a consistent approach yep. in terms of just how they a- approach the stories. Because some of these stories feels like they come up with the what if and then they develop the story from there, right? And and figure out what are the changes versus like this is one that felt like they knew they're like, we want to do Killmonger and like him doing this stuff and killing Tony. It's like then they reverse engineered it of like how do we get there, and they kind of like did some of it, but not all of it. You know. Another question too is why didn't he kill, um, the king of Wakanda, his uncle? Yeah, I I've been thinking about that too, and it just seems like he is still trying to like gain the respect of the people of Wakanda, and the man, you know, get that mantle and everything, and so. I feel like he's going to do it when it's an opportune time, and it's not like opportune necessarily so you, yet. So obviously, this we talked about this as well a little bit, where it's like the thing that is getting kind of annoying with some of these what ifs is they end on these big, big cliffhangers. Right. And you know, if a show is good, you want to know what happens next. But like these, like the zombie one ends with them flying to Wakanda. At the very least, like you could have wrapped it up and shown zombie Thanos 
getting everything and then snapping and call it a day. That would have been kind of cool and interesting. But with this one, it ends where, yeah, he's in Wakanda looking at that beautiful sunrise. You know, his uncle shows up. um, And, you know, he also gets the Black Panther and he talks to um, T'Challa and everything in in the weird zone place. But then, you know, it ends with... Um, Shiri and Pepper Potts talking at sure, the end, yeah. and then that's it, right? Right, and it's it's clearly set up for a sequel. And I, on really all of these, kind of have those dangling plot plot threads of like continuing on. Even the Doctor Strange episode, which probably has like the most concrete ending, where basically the world ends and you're stuck in a jewel. But you could you could very easily have a follow up to that. Yeah, right. Um, so I think it's just. It's the smart Marvel formula. Like, every Marvel movie ends with a dangling thread plot to continue on into the next movie. Like, maybe the most definitive ending is Endgame, and even that still has... Qu- you have questions of what's happening on certain on certain things. So I think it's just, like, they're covering their bases. Their bases of uh, everything can continue, but we will choose and dictate what that is. Now, from what I've read online... Kevin Feige in December of 2019 said seasons one and two of what if were produced at the same time. So they must know which of these are continuing. So like if I had to go off of that, this one feels like right for a sequel, like a direct sequel. Peggy Carter, Peggy Carter. Well, we definitively, they said Peggy Carter will show up in every season of the show. Yep. Um, Episode three, where all the Avengers are killed, where Loki's taking over. That seems like when Captain Marvel flies down, that one seems like it's rife for one. Probably the zombies one, to be honest. Like, everybody loves zombies, and, like, that's one they could probably easy conti- easily continue. But also, having said that, like, seeing Thanos with the stones, to borrow his line, seems inevitable, right? Yeah. Of how that's going to end. Yep. Zombie Thanos will get so that, yeah, I mean, the, all y- the zombies away. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, he gets more brains. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unlimited amount of brains. Would his would would zombie Thanos click just to make everyone a zombie, or would he click to make everyone human, or non-zombie again so he can eat them? It's weird because it, being a zombie <laughs> in that world seems like it still keeps some kind of Sentience. aspects of yeah. that person. I mean, they can all still use their powers, right? Yeah. So like, I mean, if Peter, it makes no sense. I mean, it, the what I would want to see in like a follow-up episode to that. Is Peter somehow getting the um, gauntlet? Gauntlet and undoing everything. That would be to me like the logical happy way to end it. Well, yeah, most likely it would have to be a big sacrifice, right? Theoretically, it wouldn't work since it wasn't done by the gauntlet. Just like they couldn't bring back Romanov, they couldn't undo it. Right, so they probably can't undo the zombie. No, they could have brought back Romanov, but they only had you know one wish essentially. Because it kills or damages or hurts the person that does it. Because remember, the whole point of the gauntlet is to do anything you want. Yeah. You can bend and change reality however you however you see fit. I mean, the other thing he, that could happen is he gets the time stone and goes back in time and stops Hank from you know going and getting um, his wife out of the quantum verse or whatever. So there's a, there's a number of different ways they could have they could undo it. Uh, again, the TVA should have probably shown up at some point, but they, well, they, they don't exist. They don't now. exist in that real world. They, they're just now the Kang soldiers. Juno, was that episode of What If good? I'm gonna go no. Uh, uh-huh. it wasn't. It wasn't good. Probably on the lower end. 
of the episodes for me. Did like Michael B. Jordan returning? Is Killmonger always? Uh, you know, he was he was iconic in in Black Panther, and um, you know, it, it's uh, probably the only way he can return to the MCU. I imagine. Though I guess now with variants, maybe they can introduce him back into live action if they so choose. Um, would you want that to happen? It would have to be a different character. I feel like I don't I remember um, Michael B. Jordan. This is his second. Marvel character Correct. he's ever played. He Johnny Storm. It was Johnny Storm in that wonderful, fantastic four movie. Just so good. You can tell. I've never I'm wanted lying. to step out of a movie more than that movie. It's I think so I hated because of uh, what's his name, Miles Teller. Yeah, I did not like him. I mean, I just don't like him as a person. Miles Ten- Who would play Doctor Doom? He's the actor that's in uh, uh, Servant. Yes. I f- yeah. 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 He's done a bunch of stuff. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he's done a lot. So, um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't great. There were good elements to it. I did. I actually one of my favorite elements that we didn't talk about with the uh, was the Killmonger inspired uh, mech suits, which were, were Gundam oh, yeah. inspired. Yep. Uh, actually, like visually, I love that line. This is gonna be the most expensive Gundam <laughs> ever. I <laughs> yeah. was like, whoa, Gundam like that, is MCU that, cannon. That was cool. Like I, I, I did like that, especially like growing up watching Gundam and like, seeing it the animated style Gundam. too. Um, they they should continue that thread. Forget everything else. Just put Gundam and Marvel. The Gundams. That'd be cool. What if Gundams? What if Gundam? <laughs> uh, but yeah, it just wasn't 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 my wasn't my favorite. Not your cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. Mm. Uh, Ravi, was this episode of What If Good? I'm also gonna say no. What? Yeah. Again, I think it's it's the two things for me where it's it's the copy and paste of this character. No real change or whatever and then number two just ending it on such a cliffhanger um when you don't to me you, you don't need to like just yeah tell the story and be done and then give us a better what if you know don't continue this we should be allowed to vote like at the end of the season we there should be like a voting thing of like what stories did you find interesting we will continue like that would be cool I mean, American Idol figured it out with America's cell phones. America's Got Talent. Yeah, I mean, all of those voting talent shows. Do you do you watch any of those? Uh, I, I I watched America's Got Talent this last season. Oh wow. Um, do you hate the, yourself? The <laughs> I do after seeing who won. Oh wow. They, they the the guy the little they had ten finalists. Yeah. In my opinion, the very worst of all ten won. That's always like so. <laughs> I I watch uh, Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. And they had the, the this is their twentieth season, so they had what they call young guns. You have to be twenty three. You have to be twenty three or younger. But you know what was crazy about these chefs and these cooks and everything is like they don't look like they're twenty three or younger. They look like they're in their late twenties, thirties, yeah. which makes sense because of like the stress of being a being chef. It yeah. ages because they all smoke and like yeah. yeah. But that was that's another show where they got rid of who I thought. Would have been the logical one, but you know what that show was actually called out, like basically saying like, "Oh, you have two finalists again who are both white," and that's been like a consistent thing I think on that show. But for you, a while. I've watched now enough reality like competition shows; it's always the same formula. Oh yeah, it, it's the person who always wins is someone who like rides in the middle of the pack for about half to three quarters of the season, then they rise to the top and they win it all the time. Yeah, that's how they do it. All the front runners like. Like they always try to like manipulate the storylines so they like shockingly lose yeah, and all this yeah. other type it's of so stuff. It's so stupid. Yeah. That's how they do it. 
Like, especially in Hell's Kitchen, it's like somebody could be doing great in, like, the challenges. Like, yep. clearly they know what they're doing cooking-wise. But then it's like during service, someone else will, like, sabotage them and it's their fault. And then they're ca- – and it's like, what the fuck? That's so stupid. It makes no anyway, sense. Anyway, we're not talking reality TV shows. Last thing we want to talk here before we kind of truly get out of here. Um, Hawkeye. Hot guy. Hawk guy. Yeah, hot guy. Uh, the musical trailer extravaganza. I uh, I'll say this: out of all of the um, Marvel shows on Disney Plus that have dropped this year, this will be the fourth, fourth and I think it's the last one for this year. Correct? I be- I mean, they had announced, I believe the C one of the C whatevers of Disney had said Miss Marvel would be coming out this year, but we have heard. Zilch, yeah. So it seems like they have run out of time for that to be true. Um, so yeah, potentially Hawkeye is the last one out of the f- you know so four Disney Plus series. I will say this based on that trailer, I couldn't give two fucks. <laughs> like it to me, looks it's boring. The most wonderful time of the year. Don't care. The tone just felt completely fucking wrong. Like it just felt the wrong tone feels and amazing. Stupid. I so Michael Michael our producer is giving me a big two thumbs up. Here's the thing about Hawkeye. <laughs> about Hawkeye, he <laughs> sucks. Yeah. He sorry. Um, uh, with apologies to Sully, who is the world's number one Hawkeye fan in the MCU. Hawkeye. Hawkeye is the worst Marvel character in the MCU. Probably like of the main Avengers by far. He's the least interesting. They probably like they they didn't know like he's so inconsistent from movie to movie. They they didn't know what to do with him. I'm glad that they're trying something new with him. Especially it's something that seems that's that I feel like fits Jeremy do, do Renner you, better. Do you, he's do a joke, so why do don't you, you make him a joke? Do you remember <laughs> uh that movie he was in called Tag? Yes. This move this series looks like it's a trying to be a more serious version of that. I, I do not see ser- a lot of seriousness in this show. <laughs> it's I see this as so a this stupid. seems like a fun like three day road trip in New York, training my successor, having putting in a lot of Christmas having a laugh, a lot of Christmas tropes. You see him with ice packs. You see him in like a like a tuxedo. You see him running around. You know, Ten bucks, as he says, I'm getting too old for this shit. Probably. I yeah. mean, he is like Jeremy Renner. I think is in his fifties. So shut up. Yeah, I mean, say what I mean. Looks good for an asshole in his fifties. <laughs> um, uh, I'm actually intrigued by this show simply for the fact that it takes place in New York, which is a New big York hub, which is the big hub for for the MCU. Oh my god! And Juna, what have you learned? Stop doing this. We to know. Shut the fuck up. It's coming out. Oh my god. Around another movie. Oh my god. That takes place in New York. Oh, for love of God. Called Spider Man. No way home. So all I'm gonna say is the big bad of Hawkeye is Mephisto. That's (laughs) that's the only conclusion I see. I think part of the other reason I'm not super looking forward to this is because and maybe maybe the three of us, you, me, and Christian, have a, a, a good heart to heart about this. Because unless the first episode blows me away, I don't know if I'm going to be able to like have the brain capacity to watch it week to week, and or just it. wait until it's done and then binge it. We will at the very. I mean, we will definitely do the first episode. We've talked about for sure. We've talked about with specifically like the Marvel shows. Yeah, we can't do them all. 
and we should probably like normally do the premiere and the finale. Yeah, I and maybe if that. there's episodes in between, or it's like a Loki run where there's a lot to talk about each week, then you do it. But, but, but again, but Loki was yeah. interesting and good, had good character development. Right. Hawkeye is, I have hot a hot guy. I have a bow. I mean, Yale- Yelena. Yeah, y- Yelena. Yeah, is supposed to show up. Yeah, that's the rumor. Well, well, it's not a room. It's fact. Yeah, she's we know listed. From Widow. Um, and yeah, the listing. I and feel like it's going to be a weird, like, you know how we were like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. not such a great show, kind of all over the place? Yep. This will just be all over the place. I feel like this will be more focused because, again, I think it's a set time period. They're going for, like, a set aesthetic. Like, New York, I th- it, the impression I get from the trailers is it's just going to be a f- over a, f- a small amount of time, like, a few days in December, essentially, in this Christmas time. Um, so I, I feel like it'll be a little more, it'll have a little bit more purpose than maybe Falcon Winter Soldier did. But who knows? Maybe we get our uh, a cameo from Sam's Captain America in this. New York, final battle that show takes place in New York. He's an Avenger, in theory. Do you think they're going to touch upon his loss of Black Widow? I would be shocked if they didn't, especially we know they're talking about Ronan. Yelena is supposed to be in there, and the reason she's in there is because Val has said, this is the one person who, like, was responsible for your sister's death. So I do feel like there's a natural tie in there. Um, (laughs) No mention. (laughs) Would be, uh, they cut out the whole plot because of the whole ScarJo could you imagine? I could see them doing that. Well, right. We talked about the Falcon and Winter Soldier thing, right? When they cut out a pr- potentially a whole subplot because it was too close to the yeah. to COVID. So they've so. done it. They've definitely done it. Right. They just might underemphasize it. But. Well, we have to wait until, what, November is when November Hawkeye. 24th is the premiere. Um, Ooh, couple, a few days before Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's our and Comic-Con. I think a day, a day before. Wow. Because it's Wednesday, and then Thanksgiving will be the next day. I'd be curious to see if families are going to watch the Lions are obviously playing on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I looked at the games. It's the <laughs> – they're the first game. I think it's Bears-Lions. Ugh. It's awful. Ugh. Uh, and then it's Raiders-Cowboys. That would probably be a good one. Could be. And then the third game was, pr- was Bills-someone else. Yeah, no one's watching the, the Bills. Like the Bills. No, but, I mean, the Bills are a good team. Yeah, but they're boring. But, I mean. Anyway, I'm just curious to see. Bills Mafia, man. Yeah. Table. Let's go jump on Is a table. Is that what we're going to do for our Thanksgiving? We're just going to watch Hawkeye. Like, oh, wait, oh, actually, for our thing, because I was talking with Lauren about it. Uh, I've gotten approval for the, uh, the big deep fry canister. So I'm deep frying a turkey. Wait, when you say approval. Yeah. Like, who gave, like, Lauren gave you? Yeah, like, yeah. Because essentially that thing can be, like, a bomb, so you have to, like, get approval. Do it by the police. Yeah, like, I had to file paperwork and everything. <laughs> <laughs> had to be signed. <laughs> oh, June, this is, this is what living, this is how you live with someone. You have to get approval. Yeah, right. Oh, right. <laughs> I, I do live with someone. Sure, sure. Sahara, yeah. She'll be here tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. She just couldn't make it today. Uh-huh. Or any of the other days. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I guess, yeah, uh, Hawkeye will be interesting. We'll see Hot what guy. happens. guy. Um, as we know, Arjuna bought a new iPhone 13 Pro Max. Did you go with the one terabyte? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? 
I can. Oh my god, it's so weird. <laughs> um, so Arjuna's gonna be launching his new YouTube channel. I'm just kidding. Are you, you should you should launch a YouTube channel where it's like Arjuna shoots everything cinematic, and it, it's you just doing mundane things like so set up the phone when you're brushing your teeth so you can like fall and do the rack focus thing. Yeah, that should be kind of interesting. I'm gonna do that. Are you really? Yep. No, really? Yeah, definitely. I'm going to get a little harness for my head and just have it so it's like my POV camera. Oh, my God. Live stream every day. Should I do it on Twitch? You know, people have left Twitch, so I feel like. Yeah, you might you have know, a chance I'm going to zig while everyone's zags. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or do you know the last, the last holdout for Twitch? Um, but was there anything no else? No pool parties here. Was there anything else at that kind of mundane, boring-ass Apple keynote that you uh, found interesting? So I actually didn't watch the keynote. I, oh, I was like wow. full on into meetings, and I couldn't watch it. I, I cancel, to watch, like, I, you know what I do? You, I, you blocked it off. And suit, well, it. this is what I do. When it's announced, the press announced, or when it, uh, Apple sends out the invites and the press is, this is when it's happening, I always go into my calendar and block out whatever, however long it is and nice. then cancel whatever meetings are there. Wow. Yeah, I'm a fanatic. Hope none of your coworkers are watching this. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I, I mean, I saw. Th- it just seemed like it was a refresh. Yeah. Didn't seem like, Boring. at least from my point of view, like anything new was announced. I know, I know, like you and Michael have talked about the glasses maybe being announced at some point. Um, doesn't, doesn't seem like they, they did that. Um, didn't seem like they did a Mac mini refresh. Yeah. There was no computers, which I kind of knew that wasn't going to be announced. They've been separating those. So yeah. Like yeah. If anything, they should be announced probably in like an October. Yeah. They always do um, like a second event with the computer stuff. Yeah. And I think if that it does happen, I think I might go with a Mac. Mini the only year. other thing I was interested in was in the uh, AirPods Pro, the, the big ones. The, Over the ears ones. Yeah. Like I thought they might do a refresh for those, but it doesn't seem like anything for that was announced either. If you want good headphones, go with the Sony W... HMX fours, I think they're called. They're really good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 With that, I think we can close out this pod. Welcome back. Yeah. Okay. As always, uh, you can find us on Twitter at uh, Was It Good on Instagram and on TikTok at Was It Good Pod. We are going to be doing a pod this coming Monday on Apple's show Morning Show. And the new FX show, Why Last Man. So that should Why be... Why the Last Man. Why the Last Man. Should be, a, should be an interesting one. And as well as you can follow along with us on uh, wasitgood.info, our website. A newsletter is coming soon. That's why Christian's not here. He's working hard on it. Yes, he's in the, the computer core. This is our first full episode without, without Christian. Yeah. Remember we did one like a month ago or two months when he and came then he Colorado popped in. and he came back right yep. at the end? Yeah, this is it. He didn't... He never showed up. He didn't show up. And Monday will be our second... Yeah. Wow. If you watch our ratings are going to like spike. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. Because Krishna's listening to the podcast <laughs> over and over again. Oh. He's just using a VPN and bouncing <laughs> like country to country so he has to do that. Anywho, goodbye.